Welcome to Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. This is where I help strong, capable women excavate the inner garbage in their life so they can become more confident and have more clarity on who they are and how they really want to be in the world. We have rich, juicy conversations about, yeah, you guessed it, empowerment, but also about radiating your brilliance and loving yourself more than you ever have in your life. And who doesn't want that? So join me now for another empowering chat. All right, everybody. I'm just a, I'm a, a little giggly. Um, this beautiful, amazing author and I have been navigating internet issues, and you all understand. But most of you, if you listen regularly, know that that is not my strong point, dealing with technical difficulties. So anyway, we are now on, and I am going to... Uh, you to this uh, amazing author who wrote a book called Unlock the Power of Your Chakras. I want to welcome Masuda Mohammadi. Mohammadi, hey. <laughs> welcome, Masuda. Thank you. So happy to be here with you. I, I'm really happy that you're here with me, too. <laughs> so, you know, in, and in your book, you talk about with one of the chakras, it's important to laugh. Yes. Oh, with one of the chakras I have issues with. Navel, navel chakra. Oh my goodness. So um I just want to tell everybody this is a great, this is an amazing book. Um, Unlock the Power of Your Chakra. So it, it, what I love is everything is color coded and it's color coded according to the chakras that you're going to be directed to work with. But I so I love color coding because then I know, oh, I want to look at the navel chakra yellow oh look there it is (laughs) good reference to have that on the side this book is so well thought out masuda i looking at it um the way you've i don't it must have taken you ages to put together yeah you're nodding your head yeah yeah it took a while it took many years it's well constructed um i'm i'm a uh, I dabble in yoga. I don't, you know, and I haven't done yoga in a few years now. I'm, 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 I want to get back into it, which is why I'm thrilled that I got this book. Um, but so in it, you have, besides doing the um, poses and stuff, you have healing practices to do. You give affirmations, which everybody knows I love. Um, you do journaling questions uh, regarding specific areas of a particular chakra would have so you can ask yourself and listen to what yourself tells you I, I love all that plus this symbol description you've got a, a the symbols for each chakra and the description and every time I looked at any of those symbols they all kind of look the same just a different color <laughs> so so I really appreciate the description of the symbols too so um, now that I've just gooed all over you. And- <laughs> Thank you, Susan. I really appreciate it. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, what led you to write this book? Because you you were now a yoga teacher and you were a writer and you still are because this is an amazingly written book. Um, but what caused you to to write this book? Was it for your students or for the greater the greater good, if you will? Yeah, you know, it's like life when things happen that you really didn't plan on happening. 
and I was running my yoga studio and I was teaching yoga and every once in a while we all want to get away and do something to recharge. So I went to a weekend workshop in Kapalu, Massachusetts, and I think I opened a catalog and saw something on the chakras and I was like, oh, that, that looks nice. That looks great. So I went to this three-day workshop with an amazing teacher, Anadea Judith. And those three days were absolutely transformative because what I'd realized that in teaching and working and meditating, even though I was doing all those things, I had kind of lost touch with my body, like the sensations and feeling embodied because I am somebody that can easily just get very mental. Uh -huh. And so she taught me this kind of roadway back into the body. And I really just fell in love with her and then signed up for a whole three years of training with her. And I kept going back to Kripalu and I went to California to train and study with her. And for her program, you had to do a final project. And so this was the start of that project. I, I remember I gave her this like 50 page little manual that I had created. And she said, I love this. I really think you should turn this into a book. And then being the perfectionist that I am, I spent many more years researching and writing and, and thinking about it and designing it and creating it. And, um, and that's, that's how it came about. Well, I'm, I'm very grateful that you did all that, Masuda, because it, it, I can crack open. Oh, look, I just opened. <laughs> what page did oh, you open to? I opened to, uh, I got it. I, it's the symbol. It's um the, the, not the, it's the sacral chakra. Mm -hmm. yeah, and I, chakra. And, and, right. And then your relationship to water and change relationship to health and nourishment, which is what I'm dealing with right now. I, that's why I'm laughing. And uh, relationship with pleasure, emotions, duality, which I gotta, I gotta dig into because that's what I, I, I'm in my spiritual practice, uh, working to not eradicate, but meld, you know, blend, mm, unite. Right? Yes. Yeah. Unite. Um, so back up a bit because you've got two triangles and I never, uh, in, in the bits and pieces I've read about yoga and, and you do Kundalini yoga, which I want to talk about but there you start with two triangles one is for the lower chakras and the other is an inverted triangle for the upper chakras mm -hmm. correct yeah and the heart chakra stands on its own the gateway heart is the gateway between the two okay so explain the two uh, the uh, the two the reasons for this these two pyramids so the the chakras can help us both with the material world and the spiritual world some of us are really good at managing our day-to-day -day life. You know, we, our relationship with the material world is, is pretty healthy, like our root chakra for the body, our sacral chakra for our passions and motivations and emotions, our navel chakra for our power, our energy, our vitality, our digestive system. But the lower triangle and the relationship with the material world is very me-centered, self-centered, but not in a negative or judgmental way. But it's like, if you're going to survive in this world today, you're going to have to get these aspects of your life together. And for that, a lot of times you have to put yourself as the priority. So it's the realm of me, 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 my stability, my survival, my emotions, my power, my goals. So that's the lower triangle. Then when you move your energy and your consciousness into the heart, that transforms consciousness from me to we. So suddenly mm -hmm. I realized that there's other people in the world 
there's relationships, there's giving and receiving, there's service. And in this chakra, we are willing to sacrifice for others. We are willing to love and give up things in order to help others. So that is this gateway. But then when we move to the higher triangle, the throat, the brow point, the crown, these are the subtle realms, the etheric realms. So from the throat is our creative expression, it's sound, it's mantra, it's communication. And then in the third eye, it's intuition, wisdom, that relationship with our soul. And the crown chakra is our thought, our awareness, and our connection to spirituality. So these are the spiritual realms, and this is about be. Like, I'm going to surrender to something greater than myself. Mm. And part of why I wrote this book is, is because the chakras are practical and spiritual. So it's like a guide of how do you live a spiritual life in this material world without making one better than the other? Like, it's all yes. important. So it's like, oh, we're opening up to divine energy coming in so that we can manifest things. But then we also have to let go and not be so attached and, and serve something greater than ourselves. And then we move our energy up towards the heavens. Well, that is what I believe in. And I, I, I practice, I attempt mm -hmm. to practice daily. And, um, and certainly this is needed now. This is so needed now. How we move from the me, me, me mm -hmm. to the we, and to the the all connection, the connection yes. to the all, the divine, the whatever yes. anybody wants to call it, very timely. Exactly, exactly. And then that's how we feel unified. You know, that's unified within ourselves and all aspects of ourselves. And then the chakras, because it's a roadmap, you could self-assess. You could say, oh, now I know that I'm very balanced in these areas, but out of balance in these areas. And this is how I can nourish these aspects of myself. You know, so for a long time, I was very balanced in my heart and everything above. Like, yeah, it's easy to love other people and be spiritual and meditate. And, but it was very difficult to take care of day-to-day -day things. And so the chakras really kind of helped me learn a lot of practical tools to get better at that. In my uh, personal issue as well is I I flow right into my heart and all the way up mm -hmm. and beyond uh -huh. and, and then I every healer I've ever worked with you've got to be grounded in the lower chakras and that seems also true for people that are empathic being grounded in the lower chakras is more of a challenge for empaths because they they just zip right up into the higher realm yeah, and the remedy for that is daily habits, like simple daily habits, like some form of exercise every day. And a lot of us that are spiritual or mental resist movement, you know, so just to walk around the neighborhood and then slowing down and eating enough meals. It's it's because um, we feel spacey and high, but then as soon as you sit somewhere and you slowly eat some food and you nourish yourself, you instantly feel grounded and in your body. You know, so just phys physical activity, eating nourishing foods, um, and then, you know, just making your to-do list and saying, these are the three things I'm going to get done today, and then really committing to it, using your energy at your navel and your and your willpower and your intention to sort of get those little things done um, that we think may not be important, but those day-to-day -day things, if we don't get them done, 
they kind of pull at our energy. It's always like pulling at your energy all day long. So this sounds like a system to make sure that you are in a daily alignment, even even if you're not um, not working all the chakras, right? But it seems like because for me, I'm I'm the one that I like to open the book in the middle. You know, <laughs> I, I read novels from beginning to end. I don't read the ending first. But these kind of books, I want to see what um, what I open to. So look, so now I'm in the yellow. A wonderful meditation to connect to your source of infinite energy. So these are so great because you give a posture to utilize while and a mantra and mudra. It, explain to everybody what a mudra is. Uh, a mudra is a hand gesture. So like this is a mudra, gyan mudra, and it helps with expansiveness and knowledge. So all the different mudras end up creating a certain energetic effect in the body. And a mantra is a sound vibration that can really elevate the mind. And you have eye focus and breath and um, what to do at the end and all that stuff. I love that you broke this down. It's it's such a great way as a beginner or intermediate person to kind of uh, utilize. And okay, so let's talk about each chakra has, I'm going to the beginning of this particular one. Um, you list uh, the main features, mm-hmm. um, like for the navel, the third chakra, it's energy, power, will, ego, anger, and shame. Mm-hmm. And the element is fire. And then you and then you do uh, what goals to act to achieve and to build. But you also list when your when your energy is balanced. What that looks like when your energy is at a deficit. Hello, that is me mm-hmm. a lot. And or when you have excessive energy. Mm-hmm. So so then doing these practices and you list healing practices. I love this book. Masada, I love it. I'm, I'm so glad. I'm so glad, Susie. <laughs> I love it. And look, and the affirmations, holy moly. I love the affirmation. I am resilient. I act with courage and strength. I am confident and powerful. <laughs> Thank you. You are. You are. That's for me, right? You are. You have created so many amazing things. You are that. You're powerful. You're doing it. You're the doer. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, yes. Thank you. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. You know what this book does? It reminds people of their gift. You know, it's I not a self-improvement book. It is a self-nourishing book. It's saying, I in my life have done all these things. I have these qualities. Sometimes I forget or sometimes I get in these ruts and these negative mental thinking patterns. But when I open this book and I look at these qualities associated with each of these chakras, I have these already within me, and I'm simply reminding myself to tap into it. My strength, my patience, my courage, my ability to love and to be compassionate, like all of us already have that. And it's just acknowledging it and then growing our capacity for it. That's that's really what the book is, is meant to, to do for people. I I totally get it because that's, that's exactly as I was looking through it and reading some of uh, the different uh, chakra areas and stuff like that. It expanded my awareness of where I am at 
maybe operating at a deficit and where I need to nourish myself. And, and I was working with um, my somatic healer yesterday and this word fortify came up mm. fortify. And this book feels at least to me might be different for other people, but it feels like it gives me a, a well to go to, mm-hmm. right? A deep well to go dip into and fortify myself. And, and I don't have, I don't necessarily have to do all the entire chapter. I could just mm-hmm. pop open one thing, do yes. one of the poses. Yes. And then you've got, after each pose at the bottom, you've got what the benefits are of doing these poses. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there's a, there's, a, there's a short practice. So this is like you have five minutes and that's all you have. So that's all you need to do. Or there's a whole warm-up set if you have more time on certain days. And then there's Kriyas, which are poses linked together that really work on that chakra so if you're somebody that loves physical activity and loves to do it for a long period of time you can do the longer sets if you're somebody that's just new to it it's like five minutes a day is transformative versus no minutes at all yeah and i I, so now that you've said that it only takes five minutes because i'm looking at all the different poses like oh yeah i can do that oh and i can do these i'm (laughs) I'm going away next week. I'm taking this book with me. If, if I can do these these things in five minutes and nourish and fortify myself, I'll come back even, even better. I, so, I do think in five minutes you can shift your energy. And I have experienced that and I teach yeah. others how to do that. But uh, it's, it does take, like you said, setting your goals, staying focused. It does take the practice, doing the practice. Yeah, and making time for it, you know, making it time for it, doing it for five minutes until it becomes that habit. So at the back, I'm looking at the eighth chakra, the aura. Yeah. So let's talk about aura because, um, oh, I got chills. I just got chills. Uh, sorry, I'm being so gooey today. I'm so sorry. I love it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so So let's talk about auras. So explain to everybody what an aura is, because if, some people may have heard of what an aura is, but they don't really know. And it's kind of, you yeah. know, some yeah. people think an aura is because you're psychic. So what's uh-huh. an aura? Yeah. An aura is this electromagnetic seal that surrounds you. You could visualize it as an egg shape or a cocoon shape. It can be one foot wide, three feet wide, nine feet wide. And it's really a reflection of the energy that's happening within you. So sometimes all the energies of your chakras are reflected out into your aura. And so the, the aura also has layers, like the first layer is your physical layer, then the emotional layer, the environmental layer. And so energy can go out of you or energy can come in. And your aura actually, because it's this shield, is your first point of contact with the external world. So when you walk into a room without you saying anything, people are going to connect with and seal the energy of your aura. And you actually have the power to contract and shrink your aura when you need to or to expand it. But other times we're stressed or we've been through some trauma or there's stuff going on and then the aura kind of shrinks. So the more that it shrinks, the more withdrawn we get or anxious or paranoid. And then the more expansive it is, the more radiant and safe and protected that we feel. I'm going to quote one of my great, great aunts who used to say, I'm going to get me some of that. I'm going to get me some of that. 
You know, I just taught a workshop on the aura last weekend, and it's one of the most powerful workshops I'd ever taught because I just try to take the woo-woo out of it. Like, it doesn't have to be woo-woo. Let's do these little exercises. And people are playing around with expanding and contracting their aura and connecting with other people's auras. And it was just, it was this awareness of this happens naturally all day long. You know, our auras bumping into each other. But now you have this awareness about it. And you can be more mindful of when you want to strengthen it and buffer yourself. But when you really want to merge with other people and connect them this way. Hence, non-duality, right? Yes. Yes, it's important to become uh, aware of our energy systems so that we can then begin to heal ourselves and humanity being divisive. Right. But, you know, it seems to me like the divisiveness comes from a bunch of people running around with their aura really tight around their body going, ah. Well, fear, underlying is fear, right? Mm-hmm. And it comes from mm-hmm. that root chakra, like somehow I don't feel safe. And so therefore, I either going to protect myself or I'm going to lash out, right? Fight or flee, you know? So if we want to flee, we're going to be fearful and try to run away from the situation and kind of shrink our aura. Or if we want to fight, we're going to get angry and really try to then intimidate. You know, right. And so that that kind of what creates the imbalances in our chakra system is our response to stress or our response to trauma. And oftentimes that's from patterns in our childhood. We either fought or we fleed or we froze. But again, as adults, it's cultivating that awareness of is that really working for me or are there better strategies now when I'm afraid or if I'm angry or if I'm feeling threatened? You know, what are what are other ways that I can actually respond to this situation? I love that because um because I am a I am a um I have post traumatic stress disorder triggers, you know, and and it often I'm gonna say almost always, that's not true. It often catches me by surprise when it, something happens, a trigger happens and I and I and I just go right mm-hmm. into my adrenals completely yes. depleted. Yes. yes. So um Balancing the aura, the aura chakra makes a lot of sense to me because being a linear person, sometimes I was thinking, oh, I'll start with the root chakra, the first chakra and work my way through. But as I, as I'm looking at this and you, with your explanation, I'm like, I think I want to start with the aura, start with the eighth chakra, build up my, my energy system so that then when i do the in the individual chakras they're they're already having some they're being nourished yes yes you know a simple thing to do for your aura is one you're you're still gonna like root down you know you put your feet on the ground and you feel that connection to the earth you can put a hand on your heart anywhere that feels kind of nourishing you know and you just start to think about what are the activities that really bring out your essence you know it's like what are the things that you do that really bring out those wonderful qualities that are so innate to you, like joy or love or peace? Like just playing with your dogs, you know, with your when you're with your dogs, is that when you're the most alive and expansive, you know? And you, and you think about those qualities and you start to feel them all around you. You know, you uh-huh. kind of like bring them in inside your body and around you, but you also bring in all the people and experiences and things that make you feel expansive and grounded and good. So it's like, oh, I'd bring in my family and my dog and, 
you know, nature and the trees and the, and the wilderness. And you just sit in that space for a few minutes while grounding to the earth. And then you say the mantra, I am light and I am bright. You know, I am light and I am bright. And you continue to include all these people, things, experiences that connect you with who you really are. Because what happens in the world is we get so much stimulus that suddenly we're feeling everything outside of ourselves except ourselves. Right. Deep inhale and you have to keep connecting with your essence. You know, those qualities that make you, that make Susan who Susan is. You know, light, joy, love, peace, laughter. And then you just say, ah, that's, that's my, (laughs) that's my. Why, thank you so much. So what about then, okay, because the the PTSD person inside of me is going, yeah, but what about, if I, if I expand my aura and make it bright and light, which I am, I do, I, I know that, but how do I manage being out in the world? How do I manage, like, you do that when you're, when you're in a safe place. You do that exercise when you're, when you're safe, like you're in your home or you're in your car. When you're out and about in the world, then you decide, like, is that, do I want to open myself to that level right now? Or... I want to be a little bit more protected. Then you visualize the more protection you want, the more you visualize that aura having like a golden shield or a a Mm -hmm. golden Mm -hmm. wall or a whole circle of waterfalls around you. Um, Some people like the pink bubble that doesn't resonate with me, but it might resonate with you. So it's like waterfalls. I like to imagine like thick gold castle walls around me. Um, And so it's like these visualizations that help you. And also people like zip up their aura. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're out and about, you're like, hey, I'm going to zip up my energy. Um, And then I also take an inhale and I mentally say my own name, Masuda Muhammadi. And that connects me with me and my energy and my core. And then I exhale out anything that's not mine. And maybe I'll repeat that like five times. And it always helps to have like a hand movement, like, and then... You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That feels good. Suda Muhammadi, like, oh, that's me. That's my energy, you know. And then you exhale everything else out. So even if you do that five times when you're somewhere and kind of feeling like, woo, something's off, it can it can reset you. Well, and it sounds like it's a good um, empowerment tool. Uh, pre pre uh, business meetings or yes. pre challenging yes. uh, conversations that you have to have to call your back into yourself and then expand it out as the truth of your being yes well said exactly yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. um i i do i use a, a rose gold around as my bubble yeah. yeah or um lately i've been using a, a mirror ball like a disco ball i step into that mirror ball with the rose gold light around it yeah oh you can tell what how old i am um but and that helps me too because I I don't want to be so protected that I'm not really connecting or hearing what you know is. Yes. So um I love this book. Did I say that yet? <laughs> I I really love <laughs> this book. I am so grateful that you you took the time, the the years to, to put this together because it's just, it's like one of, it's, it's, um, it's one of those 
beautiful books that I will keep on my bookshelf and and and, and utilize. That's so. so wonderful to hear. You know, my intention was that I always I always wanted to write a book since I was in sixth grade, but my dream was that it was always going to be a family memoir about Afghanistan. That's where I'm from, and my family's from, and. We had to escape there when I was seven years old and come live in the United States. And it was like the sound of music, you know, the Von Trapp family, but it was going to be the Mohammadi family fleeing and starting a new life. And so I had every intention of writing that book. And even when I did the training with Adadea Judith, we talked about how that was going to be my first book and all these tools were going to help me. But it was so fascinating because every time I would sit down to write that book, I would be drawn to the chakras and I would start researching the chakras or 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 reading about the chakras. So it's like, obviously, there was some divine reason, you know, for me to take the time and really, you know, bring this into the world. Obviously, obviously. Yeah. So I I just want to read at the very, be, is it before every chapter you have a little bit of a prayer kind of, or affirmation? Yes, yes. I thought I saw it before many of the chapters. So, um, I think what we're going to do is, so how do people get in touch with you? Do you have a website? Yes, masudamohammadi.com. Okay, we'll have that in the show notes, everybody, because you are teaching classes online, right, on Zoom. I'm teaching workshops, uh, leading yoga retreats um, and classes, yes. And I have a uh, yoga studio also, Radiance Yoga in Alexandria, Virginia. Great. So... If people want to see where you're teaching, if you're going out in the world, they can find that through your website. Yes. Okay, great. So thank you so much for for being being light and bright. Thank you so much for that and allowing me to just go all over you. I really appreciate it. And so I want to just read this last, at the very end of the, um, the chakra, uh, the aura chapter. And I love this this prayer um may you be safe may you be healthy may you be happy may you live with ease Mm. and like my great great aunt said i want me some of that so i'm just going to end with and so it is namaste well that wraps up our empowering chat today i hope you enjoyed it and if you did go to susanburrell.com you can See all the information about my new book, Live an Empowered Life, A 30-Day Journey. You can also access guided meditations that I have on Insight Timer through the website. And just see what else is out there on my site that you might find empowering and exciting to experience. You can also contact me through the website at susan at susanmorell.com. That's it for today. See you next time.